Napa know-how. Napa guy knows not to judge a man by his car's multicolored paint job or absence of modern gadgetry. Who cares if it's technically old enough to vote and the windows are powered by the strength of your left arm? Your monthly payment is zero, and it'll stay that way. Because with over 500,000 parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep anything on the road. She may not be pretty, but she's all yours. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Welcome back to Blue Guys. This is Mike here. Say hello, Brian. Hello. Check us out on Twitter at BK Glue Guys. Check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, BK Glue Guys, uh, The Glue Guys, and um, NetsDaily.com. Thank you again. Uh, we're here on this website. Brian. What's up, dude? Um, Did you stay up? Did you stay up to watch those those late games? They're killer, aren't they? I got, I got lucky because... As if you don't know, I work at WCBS 880. Oh my God, plugging for CBS again. And I got to, WCBS 880 was uh, broadcasting the game on the radio. So I got to board op. I got to board op the game, which doesn't mean anything. It doesn't means nothing. But uh, I got I got to watch it. Both of the games? To, no, just, well, I watched the first half <laughs> and a little bit of the third quarter of the Clippers. And then, of course, the whole Lakers game. Hmm. Stinker that that Lakers game that didn't leave me feeling great. So I mean, great game obviously, but the refs. I, you know, I hate to do this. This is the thing that I always do. I say I hate to do this, but I and then just and ra- then rail on the refs because exactly <laughs> I'm a obscene homer. Yeah. Um. I mean, it, to go a little bit behind the curtain here, uh, we had talked about when we were going to do this pod, and at one point we were thinking, okay, mm. the team was what four and five. I like I like this insight. Um, the team was four and five, and they were going to play the Clippers, and we're saying. If they beat the Clippers, we got to do a pod right away. Yeah, because that's going to be a big deal. We're going to go. We're going to hop on at two o'clock in the morning on and, a weeknight, and pretty much immediately we knew that. Yeah, <laughs> we're pushing the pod off till till yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, um, it is Wednesday night. That's when we're recording this. Um, mm-hmm. You'll be hearing it and seeing it. Netsdaily.com, Twitter, everywhere else on Thursday. Um, new feature this week in which we've been rolling out the phone number. Brian, we got a guy. A guy, um, a guy texted me. Ch- shout out to ch- your boy Edwin. Um, he what just did, said, "What did Edwin have to say?" It was <laughs> a text. Is actually you the can best. Text that number too. You can text it. Yeah. Um, What's the number? Do oh. you have the number? Oh no. God. Oh no. Wait. Hang on. Oh no, Brian. Okay. <laughs> if I had okay. known, let's stall as much as possible. Oh um, uh, look. Uh, I'm look looking, at me go. I'm looking up our number. Oh yeah. Um. You so Edwin. So yeah. Edwin. Yeah. I love that you hit me up. But here's the only thing you texted me was like, "Hey guys, love the show. Um, where can I reach you via email?" <laughs> <laughs> so, so well, we're not off the ground yet, but we'll see. I mean, that's a smart, smart text. Yeah, smart text, and that's what we love already. Um, give him the number. The number is one two. Okay, ready. Six four six five nine eight seven five five four. That's six four six five nine eight. Seven five five four. Uh, it'll be in our Nets Daily Post. You'll see it right there. So you will you leave me a voicemail message and I'll play that on the show. I don't think maybe people don't understand what we plan to do, and that's part of it. But like, so what do we plan to do? Be, it'll be like the Dan Savage podcast, and like you know, you call in. I don't know what not, that means. Or like you know, any of those 
advice, like sex advice shows. This will be yes, net, yes. this will be Ned's advice. Please though. send that in. <laughs> <laughs> this will be different, so don't get it confused. But yeah, just something like Nets that. Advice, and sex then, advice. We'll, yeah, we'll. Nets whoa. Advice. Um, this is a PG show, Mike. Keep it, keep it clean. Sorry, um, I know a lot of people play this when they're driving their kids to school because they want to. In part, with Mike, I was trying to, I was trying to get away from the point, and then you got to go back <laughs> to it with the kids. Keep digging Jesus. into a hole. Um, I'm a hole digger. So yeah, that's what we plan to do: is, is have the vo- we'll play the voice we'll and then respond it. to it directly. Because we we want this to be interactive. Yeah, we want people involved. And yeah, hit me up on the nets daily. Like when we have the thread, I'm I'm on the comment boards. You can talk to me directly there. I'm like hit, hitting people up, defending Mike and all those <laughs> stupid awful things that he says. You know. Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm usually running the BK Glue Guys account. So if you dislike yeah. me, just tweet at us mm-hmm. and, and tell you, people to follow. And you won't respond. I've noticed you don't respond. No, I, I, I you I, engage it. I, I retweet. I don't actually. Under, I, I've tried for the life of me to understand how a conversation happens on Twitter, and I just it's I can't. I'm too stupid. Sorry. Anyways, go ahead. What are you looking at me like that for? You're you're the reason why Twitter's failing, right? Is Twitter failing? See, it makes sense because I don't. Yeah, hugely. I, it makes me. It makes me feel like a dad. Um, the Nets. So getting back to our point, so at four and five, we think we're thinking, okay, if they beat the Clippers, even if they beat the Lakers, then we're we're, we're riding high, mm. feeling great. Not so great. Not not so great. But Still, not not terrible. I mean, right? those are those are tough back to backs out there. Um, kind of like what you saw in the Lakers game. I'm like hot takes. Uh, in the Lakers game? No. Well, give me the hot takes in the whole thing. Okay, hot take. I got well, hot takes on Lakers game. Real oh, quick. yeah, please. Go okay. Ahead. Um, love. I love that aggressiveness from Brooke, because because the dude is not that an aggressive <laughs> oh, that's player. Such a hot take. Why I love that blistering. Um, second, uh, Yogi Ferrell's <laughs> the best point guard right now that's playing. Right now, I need to drop a, a, a freaking Yogi bomb on this all over this because the guy's blowing up. Um, he's the best point guard in the, on non Jeremy Lin point guards. He's, he's my best. at least my favorite to watch at the very least. What's with Super our Super tiny. What's with our point guards being like having giant biceps? Like both him and Whitehead. <laughs> look at their biceps. So this is back to me scrutinizing people's bodies a little bit too much. Um but but huge biceps. What are they going to do with all those biceps? Is that a peek behind Sean Marks' scouting? <laughs> it's like it's keyed in on the bicep. The yeah. the calf if you want a good offensive lineman, look at the calf muscle. I've thought this for the longest time that like if you're going to like the one draft combine thing I want to see is person's height and then the size of their hand. That ratio is all I need to know if that's going to be a good basketball player. Not arm length. You don't think if arm you, length? If you is get a guy who's like six seven with a twenty four inch hand, you already know that guy's going to be a good basketball player. I'm pretty sure hand size is the most important physical attribute in any sport: baseball, football, basketball. Right? It's a big deal. It's a big deal. These balls, tiny things. Oh my god! Needy. Balls bounce right off these. <laughs> oh also because god. I have no hand eye coordination, Look which you've seen multiple things. times. Um, I have because startling lack of hand. I cannot myself overstate here. how how bad Mike is at sports. It's, it's alarming. It's it's just and if you I think if you saw me, you wouldn't think it. No, but you, you look like a like a pretty normal guy, like a normal dude. Yeah, right. Joe you, Harris. You expect you expect to be able to throw a ball and, and catch. <laughs> to look at you, no. and I think I can every time. Yeah, like I'll not throw a football for a while, and then I'll pick it up. Be like, oh, I'm gonna. <laughs> I played fling this. Flinging around. <laughs> I played in a softball league with a guy who could not throw for life and talked the most trash out of anyone I've ever met. Like, like through like a like a six year old and just you couldn't stop him from talking trash. It was the best combination because it was just confused, <laughs> the it just confused syndrome, people. You know, yeah. like the little dog who barks the loudest, but yeah. like there's no game. Yeah. No, I'm the opposite. I I, I, sh- I shirk away from the moment. Yeah. 
on fast breaks if we're going in for layup. I'm I'm running the other yeah, way. You're shooting that three, you know, um, that corner three. I know who you are. Uh, what's your hot takes in the Lakers game? Uh, Terrible Lake- defensive game. I mean, as I I think we talked spoke about this on the phone, but I think the it's not that the Nets stopped them from hitting shots; is that the Lakers just stopped hitting shots. Well, they also started out hitting an inordinate amount of like stupid threes. Yeah, I was, D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo having, Russell. He, like, he's got a very uh, relaxed, you know, uh, stroke there. It's it's a pretty confident looking guy. <laughs> Extremely confident looking. Wouldn't, wouldn't it was surprised. last season, right, when he he had like his biggest game of the year against the Nets, and he did like the ice the, water ice in the veins. Yeah, that was against the Nets, right? He likes the, he goes to the ice in the veins frequently. Um, um, I don't. I don't know that I have so many hot takes outside of the refs. You know, handed them the game, gift wrapped in the game. No, I'm kidding. That's not. That's <laughs> why. No. What did the, what happened that you're the maddest about? Uh, I mean, crucial Joe Harris block. You know, among among many other tiny you know ticky tacky things. But sure. They're calling it really close, and that was annoying. Um, it I. It, it never felt like the Nets really had, even though they were up at points, it like always felt like they were playing from behind even when they were up. It would have been huge if they came out of that game with a win because then you go and then you say, okay, and then it's we're, what, what would have been five and six. You would at the Clippers game, you could almost immediately disregard because you would have gotten that win. Yeah, I mean, let's just like I'll put the Clippers game in there with the Bulls game and be like, we didn't play any of our good players for appreciable amounts of time. It was a blowout. Just you learn nothing from a blowout of that of that kind. Um, but like, so one thing to take Why? away yeah. outside of D'Angelo Russell, the other wing players that are streaky shooters and good offensive players, both them and the Phoenix game, uh, like Nick Young and, and Lou Williams didn't have good games, locked them down. Is that, <laughs> did we do that on purpose or did they just missing shots? I well, don't know. No, I mean, defensively, what <laughs> Bledsoe had a horrible game against us. What it seems like this with the Nets defensive strategy is, is they're going to run around like crazy. They're going to try to close out on shooters. They're going to put pressure on ball. They're going to come out on screens really strongly because they're basically they're basically going to give up the middle of the fo- middle of the court. You know what I do like about Luke Walton's offense? They do this thing where they very cleverly the bigs will fake uh, to to run a very high screen on a D'Angelo Russell, like Larry Nance or whatever. Will will but then stop almost at like you know half the distance and go back for a back door while the guy's already in the like he wants the defend his defenders committed to icing. He's going back door already, and they were doing that all game long. That's such a Warriors thing. It is, you know. <clears throat> um, and we'll get to the Clay Thompson trade rumors later. I, I had someone send me a, a Clay Thompson, Brook Lopez, uh, three way trade with the Celtics. What is this face you're making? At it me? just what? cracks me up because it, the whole story about that Clay Thompson's going to be traded is hilarious to me. That it came yeah. from one, it came from Brian Scalabrini. Yeah, and. There's no, there's no one in the NBA. I, I, I really believe this. There's no one in the NBA that the Warriors would want over Clay Thompson. Sure. Like besides LeBron, because they already have Kevin Durant. That's like the other guy, right? And then what? Who else in the league? Maybe you could make a case for Kawhi Leonard. But what, what Clay does is better than when he's at his peak. Is better than pretty much anyone else. He's like, he's like a three and D guy, but just a superstar version of a three and D guy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, one last hot take, please. Uh, notionally, although you know we didn't really get a chance to appreciate it because it was such a hideous blowout, I liked the idea of playing Rondé on Chris Paul. That was the defensive matchup going yes. into the Clippers game. I like experimenting with that kind of thing. I like not being you know afraid to try try new things. Put put your small forward on the point guard. I like it. And it shows that Atkinson <clears throat> and the coaching staff is coaching for the game. They're mm-hmm. not just like I, there's they a lot a of plan. They come in there with a the plan. There's a lot of coaches who just. 
the starting five is the starting five, and they're going to roll it out, and they're the one is going to guard the one, the two is going to guard the two, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. At least there was some thought as like, okay, our best defender is RHJ. Let's put him on Chris Paul. It didn't really work. Yeah. But. I mean, nothing was going to. It's weird. The So I was not high as I often am not high on the Clippers uh, oh. this year, and I'm and I'm you know eating golden crow for that. But it's interesting to see a team like the Clippers do well because they are such like a prototypical traditional basketball team. You've got your transcendent point guard and like a really classically not good offensive center and then like pretty limited but really good players like J.J. Redick, you know, to, to go around. They're all they're specialists and they do what they do perfectly. It's a really it's nice to see like a, a balanced team like that of specialists. You don't really see that anymore now. See a lot of the Warriors types of teams where they're right running a bunch of three point shooters out there. It's not even that they're the cl- a classic team, but they all make sense. Like well, you all know yeah, what not they're classic, doing, but they're specialists. Yeah, they really yeah. play their position to a T. Yeah. Um, do you want to do mail? Oh sure. Well, why don't you just like set me up a little bit? Um, hey Brian, that. you want to do mail? <laughs> mail time. Mail time. Oh, Mike, take me down, brother. Take me downtown. Um, okay, so everybody knows the deal. You, you write, Michael. Michael. Um, you write me at netspod at gmail.com. Someday we're going to change that up and screw everybody up. But in the meantime, that's we're where you... We're never changing that. That's where you... That, that name has value. The name has value. That's where you get me. Um, <clears throat> to start, you know, start from the top with... <sighs> Cheerboy, God damn it, Michael. Cheerboy, John, John Lindgren, John Lindgren, Michael. If you Jeez. screw up a John Cena drop ever Jeez, again in your yelling. life, you get you're killing you're gonna, my ear. You're gonna get an attitude adjuster right here in your living room. Um, that's that's his finishing move. Um, oh, thank you. So, John... I'm not a 10-year-old boy, so I didn't know that. So, John says, what's your take on Kenny's questionable decisions when it comes to minutes, distributions, and rotations? Fire him. (laughs) Do you buy into the idea of long-term development and success over winning by sharing minutes and arresting starters? Sure. So, this is important. This is actually important, right? Okay. Um, It's something I did want to talk about. Mike, getting serious. Have we we put down our takes about how we really feel about the... Brooke not playing back to backs. Like, have we laid that down on a hot track? And I don't think we have. Out? I'm, I'm not sure that I know how I feel about that, to be honest. Um. Okay. I am fine with it. Uh, no, but Mike, I, you're still not into him shooting threes, and he just time and time again proves you. As I tweeted out from BK Glue guys, every time he does that, I think about the trade machine because his value goes up and up and up. Every, <laughs> if he hits two if threes, a there's game, people in here. In, I, before I want to stop you there because if we go down this track, me, start me up. People in the email sphere are pissed already <laughs> about so, my fake trades. About your fake trades, they're all fantastic. And we all can't fun. even talk about this just as an aside. Bottle it, yeah. Just shut up. No more in the cellar. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. I I think with Brooke it's the smartest strategy possible. Uh, you 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 he cannot you cannot risk a Brooke Lopez injury. Just just like the overall impact more than more than oh sorry more than Jeremy Lin missing games. Like Jeremy Lin missing games is bad, yeah. but Brooke being out sends this headline straight out the t- to the rest of the NBA that like oh he has no value. He's 
injury prone. Um, the guy that they, you know, is the pillar of the franchise is someone you could not even rely upon. So they have to treat him with kids' gloves. I'm fine with it. And he came out, and so he didn't play the Clippers game, but he came out of the Lakers game like like hot fire. Mm-hmm. And I, I appreciate that from Brooke that he's that he is treating it as like okay, if I'm going to sit, I'm going to come in the next game and like try to kick ass basically. Pissed. A couple of guys are pissed. Corey, Corey uh, sorry, no, Corey, uh, Trevor Booker got super pissed. Um, Who's Corey Booker? Oh, that's the New Jersey Newark senator, <laughs> Ma- yeah. mayor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, isn't mayor of Newark? Now. Oh, he's a senator. Now. Yeah. Oh, um, well, congrats, Corey. Shout out. Uh, Replace Frank Lautenberg, who the Secaucus Station is like, named after. Sounds like you must work for a local news station or something. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the there was a time where Trevor Booker hit his three uh, in, right in front of the Lakers mm-hmm, bench. You mm-hmm, see that, and somebody mm-hmm. obviously chirped at him. And he chirped back hard. I don't then, know if they did chirp at him. Did they? Oh yeah. Somebody, I thought, somebody oh, clearly I thought he was just snap back and just chirp at a. He was just being super at a, aggressive. At Trevor a Booker. Passive be- uh, bench. No, you. He was somebody was chirping. I don't know who, but somebody. And then he had a savage block, and then he was just like, just ready to go. Uh, I think Trevor Booker needs to play forty-eight minutes a game. Yeah, I mean, he just seems to get better as the game goes on. <laughs> more, more wild and reckless. Um, so your your hot take is that you like that he's he's resting. Yeah, so I'm I've always been kind of against uh mostly minute restrictions and I'm I'm generally against that like t- sort of kids glove attitude sort of players, but with Brooke, he's a special case and he deserve like you can't you can't push him. Here's the drinking game tonight. How many times is Mike going to say kids glove? Every time Mike t- Mike says kids three so far. <laughs> three so take, far. Take a shot of of what? It's Who's our sponsor? Who's sponsoring this one? Um uh, who makes kids gloves? <laughs> <laughs> Who's the maker? Oshkosh Pagosh. Sponsored by Oshkosh Pagosh. Okay, and then John's follow-up to that. Oh, by the so, way, we are looking for sponsors, so yes. you know, anyone at Oshkosh Pagosh. Yeah. Uh, or or actually anybody. We probably should like take this. We always we call each other on the phone and we're like, hey, yeah, we should probably like put out a feeler for somebody to like some advertisers. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we'll definitely do that. And then, no, we never do. Um, if any of you work, 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 that? Michael. if any of you work for a Fortune 500 company, yeah, where we'll work, we will work for equity. Um, my no, we won't. No, we won't. <laughs> my my hot take is, yeah, I'm I'm with you, Mike. I think it's I think it's fine. You're with her. I'm with her. Not no, anymore. I like. It. I also have. A, I have, so my full tinfoil hat version of this is that I think they're also ready for this using kids gloves with with Jeremy Lin. Kids gloves trying to. So are they wearing kids gloves? Are they putting the kids gloves on the person? Or are they taking Who's the kids gloves? Who's wearing the kids gloves? <laughs> are they taking uh, the gloves off? That the gloves are off. They're doing that with Jeremy Lin as well. In order to they need they need to mine for that talent like we're saying they're still in that process. Like yeah, we've won some games, but we're not in like let's hit the playoffs yet. We're still like being like let's take a longer look at Anthony Bennett. Let's oh, t- let's oh. go deep into the bench, no, 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 get no, some no, no. Yogi Ferrell minutes. Yogi Ferrell. You know, that's that's what we're, that's where we're at. Um Feisty. Yogi so, Ferrell. So I think that goes for both of our our stars. So you think you think that part of sitting Lynn is to do with that? They're like, well, we kind of have to like look around and see what Yogi Ferrell's There's like. There's no rush. There's no rush to get him back in. There's nothing playoffs. Yeah, I know, Mike. Mike, you were. If they had Jeremy Lynn for the Lakers game, they would have won that game. I agree. I agree. Okay. But we came pretty close without him, uh, John. Lindgren also has an amazing um, aside here. It says, also, I have a great investment opportunity in a new exciting eatery called Bogey and Yogi's Pierogi and Hoagie Factory. Any interest? <laughs> it's coming to Barclays Center near you. Um, genius. And yes. In. 
in. And they can sponsor the pod <clears throat> along Mike, with Oshkosh. If, if I were to do something like hit a drop, would you have the volume up? Because it's your boy. It's Daniel Shaw Jr. Thanks for hitting us up. Uh, do you remember there was a time when people didn't like the drops? There was a, a beef, a Twitter beef with drop V, no drop. People. I don't know when that... Yeah, we just we did we did we didn't have drops at one point, and then although the people like it was interesting because all of our like you know favorite email sphere people came in were like drops. What are you talking about, stupid? And then like people I've never heard from would be like no drops. Who are you people coming out of the woodwork just to say no drops? And then we lost them forever. Yeah, um, yeah, now they're gone. So Daniel Shaw Jr. Cherboy, thanks for hitting us up. Um, I see two flaws with the Nets. Brooke Lopez is underutilized because the system far too often, especially when Brooke can get easy buckets against most centers, calls for him to stand on the perimeter and lacks and the lack of capable ball handling handling guards. Sorry, it's a weird sentence. Um, so do you think that that's true? Is the system not utilizing your boy Brooke Lopez? It's not maximizing Brooke Lopez, but it's not underutilizing him. I believe... Most of the time when Brooks taking these threes are at the top of the key. I don't know stats, but from watching, that's what I believe I see, which is a good position for him to take free threes because that means he's also setting the pick, and that's why he's kind of doing it. Um, I don't believe in in the NBA anymore. You can have an offense based solely around um, like a post player. So I don't I don't actually want an offense that's maximizing Brook Lopez. Mm. Doesn't work. Hot take. You don't want. I okay. don't want an offense that maximizes unless if he's literally like if it's Shaquille O'Neal reincarnated, even though he's alive. <laughs> um, you can't have an offense these these days based on a post player. People can't are going be. to hate this. People, there is going to be happen. some. Can't happen. <laughs> I'm telling you, Brian. Can, there's sometimes I, I, I feel like I wizards. see this trollish look in your eye where you don't you don't really believe what it is you're saying. And you just skip Bayless yeah, 101, exactly, baby. Exactly. Got to get that uh, why Bayless is your money. Internet not working. I'm trying to look up Karis Levert's freaking three point percentage from college. Yeah, because let's not do that. Um, you know why? Because I'm not on your London lovers. Shh! Don't tell people that. <laughs> um, that's my Mike's, password for everything. No, just kidding. Mike's uh, um, his mode is called London lovers. His wife. Uh, that's because my wife and I met in London. I like you Personal really story. air it out. You don't you don't hide anything. Yeah. Um podcast. wife and I met in London. Okay, we were two we students abroad. Both went to Syracuse, both from Maryland, had not yet met. Actually, she lived in the same dorm as when Brian and I shared a dorm room sophomore year of college at Watson. Any Syracuse listeners out there? You're just um, stalling for me for um, look at this three point percentage. Okay, so um, in college, check this out. So, your boy, sorry to interrupt there, Mike. That's really sweet. Um, <laughs> Daniel Shaw Jr. is follow up is given what we saw. What players best fit what we're trying to do, and who can the Nets realistically acquire? I believe Karis Levert is that guy, but he's years away from showing potential really touches on the theme this season patience we're not bad but i'm antsy because i truly believe we're better than our record so interesting so i think in this offense is really important to have legs and karis lavert doesn't <laughs> this is who is the guy who is the one guy that's uh, you are um you know what i like about you mike oh tell it, me it's revenge is always served icy cold <laughs> so, 
<laughs> but it's over and over again. It's weeks in the waking. Just shoved down the yeah. mouth. Um, like a Froyo stand putting your mouth underneath the dispenser. So Brian, I, I'm into you it. tell me. I think, okay, so first of all, that, that begs the question, what is it? Are, what are we trying begs to do? It. What are we trying to do? What are we doing? So basically, it seems like in the interim, if nothing else, we're we're trying to chuck threes and have a super fast, a D'Antoni style offense. Say what you will about defense. I don't know. It, it looks serviceable or whatever, but we're trying to do that super hot paced offense. Does Karis LeVert seem like a guy who's going to play in a, in a ridiculous paced offense? Don't know. Haven't he seen shoots forty five percent from three. In his last year in the NCAA in 14 games. Not a lot of games. Not a ton. Um, so, yeah. So, I guess Karis also update on Karis LeVert. I think he's, what, did he speak he was, a little while ago? He was shooting a bunch, too. He was shoot, taking, taking four and a half a he game. He was the best player on Michigan for, ever since Trey Burke left, he was the best player. He was just always hurt. Um, yeah. It, so, is also the question, who else in the league would be good on this team? I do want to bring up real quick, so I looked, you know, so the two guys who the Nets almost had but don't, didn't, was Alan Crabb and, uh, what is it, Tyler Johnson? I've already kind of forgotten. Crabb's mm-hmm. not having a good year. He's mm-hmm. having, he's like, it's like nine points, two rebounds, and two assists. I mean, he's not playing a ton of minutes, so. Neither of them are playing a ton of minutes. That's the Well, Tyler the Johnson's, part. I mean, he's like 14 points a game, but not, he doesn't really do terribly much else um they could use obviously that alan crabb right now is of the two and i think i was correct in this we we we're i was saying that tyler johnson should be the one that we would really be hoping for and we dodged a bullet with with the crab man and i wanted crab and you and i had no clue who tyler johnson was and that's why you're getting one of these is the thing is the thing up are we good to you're done it wasn't up was it it was up enough (laughs) you know you get a, a your dumb draft. There's hot takes in your dumbs. That's the thing. You get, you <laughs> both dumb, actually. I was. Why was no, I no, no. Both are dumb. A hot take is a dumb. Yeah, it's a dumb thing. And your dumb is your dumb. Yeah, you got it. You're dumb. Um. So, I mean, obviously, Alan Crabb could be better, and if he was on this team, he would probably help this team. But so far, not that good. Tyler Johnson, okay. So it could have been interesting, but there you go. Um, what type of players? Karis LeVert, you know, everything you hear about him, I mean, I've watched him a couple games in college. I remember him. He's like a, a slashery. Is know, he the Sean Marion in this? No. In this, Rondé House Jefferson's the Sean Marion without. Uh, yeah, he is without, without, without the shot. Actually making any shot. You know, Rondé's had a couple of good games, and yeah. he needs Phoenix you know, a gold awesome. star, you know, on his refrigerator for that. Phoenix looked really good. He, he just, he should embrace who he is. He's not a, he's not a spot-up shooter. He. He's he's like me. When I play, I, sh- I play way better if I'm making things falling, tilting, you know, turnover, just ugly looking shots that happen to go in. Sure. Stick with that. That's that's your that's your milieu. That's your calling. Beautiful. Any other I'm, any I'm other speaking rights emails? Yeah, a lot more. Mike, patronize me like that again, and you're getting an attitude adjustment. Um, <clears throat> next up, I don't know who who knows where the volume's going to be this time. Let's <laughs> find out. <laughs> Um, is it's your boy <laughs> Philip Mirsla? Great last name, Philip um, Mirsla. And you can email at netspot at gmail.com. Want to keep peppering that in, huh? Um, hey guys, huge fan ever since I started listening back in early October. Anui. Mm. 
thanks for listening, Philip. Um, a newy but a truey. Get this. This is why I started reading that, Mike. Not good. <laughs> love your love your music choices, especially, Mike. Give me give me some give me some love. We play like two songs. Yeah, but they're great, and everyone loves them. Okay. Um, I was wondering if you guys could talk about Yogi Ferrell more specifically. Yes. Once Lynn comes back, do you yes. think Ferrell and Whitehead will split the backup point guard minutes equally, or will Whitehead go back to being the primary backup? I ask. Because over his first few games, Yogi's really shown a lot of talent. I think he's worth developing further thoughts. Can't argue with that. I mean, I can argue with it. It's not a thing to be argued. It's not like a, a, a hot take, per se. I do want to see a lot more of Yogi at the moment. I, I you know, I, I feel like there's a, an electricity there. You know, I, I think in terms of electricity. Yeah. It's there. You're, you're, uh, I was going to call you Tesla? A, Vol- a Voltaire, uh, but that's yeah. he, <laughs> the writer. <laughs> yeah. That's not what he did. Yeah. Uh, we, voltage is named after Voltaire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he, when he's in the games, he's super spunky. He tries to make, he's not afraid. Like he goes to the hoop. Most rookies who are afraid, even if they get a wide open lane, will then look to pass it out to someone better. Dude, what's more fun than watching it? Tiny guards who just ball. He is so know? tiny. It, like that's what is more fun than that. He looks. I mean, he even looks smaller out there than <clears throat> Isaiah Thomas does. He's lighter than Isaiah Thomas. I looked it up because after you said that you wanted Isaiah Thomas to step on your head, I wanted to know who <laughs> is lighter than Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas actually a pretty meaty one eighty five. That's my size. Yeah. Um, that's my size. You know, in the morning before I wake up, or when I wake up, and then after I have all the disgusting food that I eat over the course of the day. I come, oh, okay. in, come in more around like 190. Um, <laughs> then you sweat it out at night. That's I don't know. I don't know. Sweat. I don't know how this always happens to me, but that's how like literally every time I step on a scale in the morning, it's one, it's one, 184. And then at night it's like 189. Well, do you do it after dinner or something? Or do you do it after that's your bowel movement? <laughs> Michael decorum. <laughs> We're um, talking about the, this is, these are health issues. Anyways, uh, I, I, I don't do that, so yeah. Um, is that healthy? That's you, don't that's what you want, room. right? <laughs> uh, no, Yogi Ferrell is one eighty. Comes in at a spry one eighty, and he looks super tiny. He uh, super tiny. He's one eighty. He's tinier okay. than me. How many Randy Foy moments have we had this this year, dude? Randy Foy has a so first of all, Randy Cho, Randy Foy is in, uh, channeling his inner C.J. Watson. So if there's one player that reminds me. <laughs> More of CJ Watson. It's got to be Randy. Just they're just so interchangeable in my mind. What do you mean by that? They're just they don't they don't hit big shots. They don't they they hit shots here and there. They're never, it's never like in the sure. rhythm of the game. It's not. <clears throat> There's never an iron eagle like yeah like, like Randy. high elevation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Randy four for three. Timeout. <laughs> yeah. Hawks. Yeah, exactly. Never happened. It's right. never. It won't happen. Yeah. So yeah. that's my thing. It's like I've already had twelve. Yogi Ferrell moments. I know yeah. Randy Foy's been hurt, but I've had no Randy Foy moments. Mm-hmm. I've had none. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying he's, you know, well. No, he's, he gets his, sure. his shots. They up. also seem to really like him. Like, yeah, a lot of the like young guys guy. reference him as a leader on this team, which is fine, but. So you want, so you, the answer is you want them to run out Yogi over Randy Foy. For sure. If you're, and, and keep Whitehead getting his minutes, too. So that's the person whose minutes you want to cut into. Randy Foy, for sure. Yeah. I mean,. Way, way for sure. That's like maybe the first time we've ever honestly answered an email question. I feel like I always intend to. Yeah. I always, I always go into it thinking I'm going to say an answer. You know that's what happens when you got the gift of gab like this. You just, you don't, you never know when you're going to up. Should we do? No, we got more, baby. Another one. Are you tired of these? No, 
I didn't know. I thought you were reaching I'll for speed the... Through. I'll speed through them. Let's be quick. It's True Boy. It's Mike Wims. Mike, uh, Mike Wims is just... Repeat. A, a classic. Just an old school. Just a... Uh, he's going for the, the Hall of Fame. Um, was at the Suns game, which is closer than the score indicated. Wow. Um, when Lynn Mike. comes back, it should help. Lopez is an improved passer. If you are Atkinson and you want to improve the ball handling of this team... Are you investing more time with Kilpatrick or RHJ and learning how to do this skill? Or do you want Booker as more of a poor man Draymond Green? Um, cool question. I don't know. I mean, Booker is a... It's funny how Booker has become a poor man's Draymond Green. I mean, I don't know if he can play center, which Draymond can, but... I mean, it's like... Mean? It's freak. Well, Draymond Green plays center. He's a center now. He's not... I mean, he plays. Put anyone at center, you can play. I mean, what do you? I mean, like Trevor Booker, ostensibly could play center. Could, but shouldn't. Mm. Draymond can and, and should. should. Um, Booker's been out of this world fantastic, elevating like just <laughs> elevating, elevating his game to a whole other level that wow. wasn't there before. Wow. Um, who? So is the question: Who do we want handling the ball? Like who of those three guys? Who I mean, honestly, I'm I'm kind of I think Trevor Booker looks the most comfortable, like bringing the ball up in a fast break out of those three. He uh, did have a he did then he he had a he turnover did late have in the a Lakers very game. costly one in the Lakers game. Um, but that was also like a weird. I feel like Joe Harris could have got that ball. I think he there was a miscommunication about who it was going to. Are you saying that Joe Harris is like sabotaging Trevor Booker's yeah. career? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Smart, um, smart take. He Jalen Rose is so skinny. Have you you see him? Oh, it's Tra- Tracy McGrady. But th- look at Jalen. Does look a little. Wow, he does. Um, he was big there for a hot second. Um, but I do think that Rondé Hollis Jefferson scares me to death running like coast to coast when he start when he gets it in his head. He's like, I'm gonna take the ball all the way up. That yeah. is a very high dribble, very dangerous high dribble. Similarly, I don't mind Kilpatrick doing that, but I don't love him, you know, dribbling in traffic in the half court. So, you know, these these various iterations i wonder if there's you know you could work on kilpatrick's you know dribbling in the half court set you could work on around house jefferson's dribbling you know at, at a sprint and you can work at trevor booker doing what i don't know a combination of the two i don't know you, kinda, you gotta you let trevor booker run man you can't pull that away his post me. moves are weird. I've, first of all can i just say sure. trevor booker to replace that he's young is is the genius move of this offseason. Wow, I love that. You th- don't you think? And I think you're right. Don't you think? I feel like that's the... Yeah, I'd rather... I'd still rather have Thaddeus Young than... Really? Would you? Karis, no legs, Levert, but... Stop. Because Why? Because now Thaddeus is going to eat up your boy Trevor Booker's minutes. Do you want that? Oh, you didn't think about that, oh, did you, Michael? Oh, I, I think... I, 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 in fact, think that Trevor Booker could play the three, and then we have oh, Booker, now Young, crazy. Brook... Now you're just the you just don't know where you are. Bring you your own brook. Talk to yourself. B Y B. Instead, take. we have BB, right. and Boyan, and <clears throat> Yogi and Bogies, Hoagie and Pierogi. Yogi, and Bogey, Brookie. <laughs> Stop. Um, and this final Jeremy. one is from. I hate when a drop doesn't. It just randomly doesn't do it. Thank you. This is Cheerboy G N Y R. GNYR, sure. a guy that Tweets hits us, us on Twitter and is just super active in Nets Daily and is one of cheer boys. Um, so thanks for hitting us up. Um, Mike, please stop with the Brook trade. <laughs> That's what he says. Uh, hey, uh, 
GNYR, you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong about what asking you to stop. Doing? Yes. <laughs> People love it. Yeah. I get I get personal mail all the time yeah. to my address. Just written snail mail. Handwritten. Um kids gloves. Which <laughs> now drink everybody. Uh which which fringe players do you think are worth keeping? Who okay, who's a fridge player? <clears throat> I mean, hard to say. They're all <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. They're all fringe players. Who's the fringiest players? players right now? Anthony Yogi Bennett. Anthony Bennett is not worth keeping, unfortunately, I gotta say. Even in those there Laker minutes, I was like, dude, come on, bro. Like you it's time he to was, He was get, so freaking lost in the Clippers game, un- man. Unlock the the dragon within, dude. It's time. You you are your career is hanging on by a thread. I think the dude's just shattered. Just like, shattered just, and just like go play like a hockey sprint like three minutes and like ask to get take, taken out but just go balls to the wall yeah, foul foul five times in three minutes yeah. but but at least go insane instead of he was so lost in the, i mean the clippers game everyone was lost but he was so lost out there when atkinson gave basically was like okay the game's over like in, this was in the first quarter the game was over and he and he said you know not literally but anthony better go out there and do something yeah do whatever you want and he was completely lost i mean you know, whatever. So who, just chucks threes. Who, just chucks threes from okay, dead so on let's, center. Let's define fringe. I think the the fringe is Anthony Bennett, Yogi Ferrell. Is Kilpatrick a fringe player? Probably not at this point. Is he a guy that that's it, like? He's definitely gonna. Well, I don't know. What, I mean, he's. I think he's. I guess technically he would be a. Fringe is, player. Is the definition of a fringe player a person that's going to be cut, or a person that's going to be traded, or a person that's just not going to last the year, or, or what's the deal? I think it's people that they have no obligation to. Someone that isn't Brooke or Lynn, Boyan or a draft pick, um, like like a high draft pick. I think McCullough's fringe, Yogi's fringe, um, Whitehead, Whitehead, uh, Joe Kilpatrick, Harris. Joe Harris. So I think Joe Harris is a keeper. Dude, Skull is starting to piss me off. I'm just gonna say that. I, yeah, you know what? I felt a little bit of that, but yeah. I like him. That I, I like him, and I don't like him. I like I like it when he like just punches someone in the face. <laughs> I like having that. Like but he always apologizes. <clears> yeah, because it's he pretends like he didn't do it on purpose when I know he does. It's always a good yeah. move <laughs> yeah. when you knock someone over and then try to pick him up. Oh, sorry, dude. Did I just punch you in the face? Um, he's good in certain games and other games. Like the, the when he when he would come in for the Clippers game or whatever it would be, it was just like there's no shot he's going to contribute. Um, but against other teams, like when he's against Indiana, Indiana's a team that. He can get like some use out of him. Um, of those guys, I keep Kilpatrick, <laughs> Joe Harris. I don't know, I don't know man. Joe's Joe's shot's not falling as much as I would like it to at the moment. Yeah, but I still think he's like competent out there. He's still, uh, you know, some level of competency. Um, worth. So this is like worth keeping. Keeping like this is like let's say let's say keeping in this in this thing is like five years. Oh. Yogi Ferrell. <laughs> you actually think that? Dude's got spunk. That is he's also probably going to get edited out, right? Is that <laughs> what? He's got spunk. Isn't spunk? Anyways, maybe spunk's I'm... a good thing. Spunk's feisty. Spunk is, um, you know, <laughs> you know, chip on the shoulder. Okay, sure. Kids gloves. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ryan. Yeah. Okay. What's your answer? Anthony's you never answer these questions. You know, know that, right? Leave them to you, you. Throw them to me, and I have no clue. Um, I'm going to go. I think Kilpatrick, once he stops being point guard, is going to really benefit a lot in, in pretty soon. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like my most realistic, like my most hopeful choice is Yogi, but I think the most realistic one is Kilpatrick. Sure. What do you think? You like that? Sounds Should we good. move on to the news? Yes.
Let's do it. What's stopping us? All right, Brian. A um, couple of Knicks news, and then we'll expand it out a little bit. Uh, so the Knicks are in a very interesting situation. Everyone like was very happy that Phil Jackson brought in all these players. For the season, projections were high. They haven't been as good. Uh, but an interesting happened against Dallas. Uh, <laughs> getting they, the knee touch here. like when, yeah. when They benched uh, Joakim Noah for the entire second half and played Porzingis at the five and came back and beat Dallas. Okay, here's Joakim Noah's stat line for the season. 4.3 points, 8.5 rebounds, and 3.7 assists. Um, Carmelo, after that game, after they beat Dallas, come back and beat Dallas at Porzingis at the five, Carmelo then said, you know, someone obviously asked him, would you be comfortable playing power forward? He's like, yeah. I mean, that's the way the NBA goes, and I'm totally fine with playing that position. Uh, do you think – so my, my point is basically – I don't think you can bench Joakim Noah if you're the Knicks because if you do that, he's going to cause issues. I think he's going to be a malcontent. I think he's going to be a huge malcontent. And I think that's sort of like – this is like a classic example of – I'm a supporter of Phil like in general in terms of like – I think he gets a bad rap. Uh, it's like people think he's not that intelligent as a GM when – I don't know. He's probably the best – coach since red arbach right he's the greatest basketball coach since well you then. said he's not that talented as a gm but he's the best coach since for right that's the, I, di- that's the distance that people no, are talking about here Mike. but i think he has i think he has more intelligence than he gets credit for as a general manager well you know the knock on him is also that he had the best players in the last 20 years sure yeah no i'm aware of that um but i think the moment that they signed noah it never made sense it, it would never make sense because your two best players are Porzingis and Mello. And the, the two positions that they should be playing is Mello at the four, Porzingis at the five. And signing Noah for a bunch of money, you, you're basically you're banking on the 2% chance that he becomes uh, super valuable. Like he gets back to his old level like three years ago. Um, it's going to be interesting to see because if the Knicks lose games and they put Porzingis the five and then he starts doing really well, Noah's going to become like this like really angry, high contract dude who's just who's going to get dumped somewhere, and it mm. could be for the Nets. Yeah, I don't I don't really know what happened to Joe Kim. I can't explain it. I think he maybe worked out too much. It's another person whose arms exploded. And um, and if you were if this were a seventies NBA, you know they used to tell you not to work out because it would ruin your shot. And he already had him. That's what happened to me. A tenuous grasp on his shot. So, do you care about this LeBron Phil Jackson thing? Have you heard about this? No. What is it? So Phil Jackson was doing an interview with ESPN, and he was for some reason talking about the Miami Heat when LeBron was on the team, and that LeBron left the Heat, and that in this conversation, Phil was saying that LeBron needed a lot of things catered to him, and he used this word posse. Okay, him <laughs> and his posse. LeBron came out and spoke about it. Mm-hmm angry because the word posse is he lebron believes phil used the word posse because lebron is african-american and you'd only use that term for an african-american you wouldn't, wouldn't use it for like jj reddick mm-hmm. if jj reddick and his friends were opening up uh businesses and stuff you wouldn't say jj reddick and his posse, and his posse. you would say his maybe his crew and his and his and his and his pals and his pals his buddies <laughs> yeah. um yeah. so lebron was like legitimately mad and then Carmelo had to 
Carmelo had to like basically sort of defend Phil, but not, and then then answer for obviously one of his good friends in LeBron. Yeah. Um. It's very strange. It's it's a thing where it's like LeBron isn't LeBron's not wrong. LeBron is hundred percent right that when Phil uses that term, it's because he's an, a super old dude who is thinking of like remember the way we used to talk about like Iverson mm-hmm. and his. The way that like the NBA used to be talked about in the '90s was like, yeah, players in their posses, in their posses, and it was like Iverson dress code. It was all yeah. like, yeah. And then we started calling them entourages. That's the that's yeah. the right way. And then we <laughs> upgraded to that. And now, I mean, now they're just business associates. Yeah. Now they're just um, worldwide west. Is what yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah, worldwide west. <laughs> Where is he now? Is he an agent? Uh, I just recently talked to somebody about what he's doing. I forget now. Damn it! It's something. It's something. Speaking of marketing, they need to make a documentary about World Wide West. I feel like it's one of those things where it's sort of like, um, it's like people who work for Donald Trump sign these crazy non-disclosure agreements. I feel like if you're anywhere within a 25-mile radius of World Wide West, you have to sign a, not, like he just seems this absolutely mysterious figure who <laughs> we're never going to get to the bottom of. Why does Wikipedia keep giving me these? Have you seen this? Have you been on Wikipedia lately? No. It says it's got a bug. Anyways. <clears throat> yeah, he's just a uh, works for CAA. Um, Space Jam, twenty years old. Okay, it's now been twenty years since Space Jam came out. Movie has a special place in our hearts. Question: Is the movie underrated, overrated, or properly rated? Uh, I'll say this as a as an outsider because I didn't have any special attachment to Space Jam. I thought, I don't know, I just wasn't interested in it as a kid. Maybe that makes me weird. I don't know, um, but it didn't capture my interest. So. So it's, overrated. So it's deeply overrated in my mind. Also, so, Michael Jordan can't any like he can't act. Well, that's the weirdest thing about it. The most famous <laughs> athlete in the world's in this movie, and he is just an anchor. He's just just weighing that thing down yeah. with those with those lines. I mean, that's the same reason that he got game is is a dud in my mind. I mean, it's pretty hard, pretty painful to watch. I mean, love love Ray Allen and everything he does, but but good lord, could could uh, Space Jam have worked without Michael Jordan? Like just a person playing a just monster like a, like a version of Michael tunes. Jordan. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Or just like an illustrated version of Michael Jordan. But then you got to do have someone do Michael Jordan's voice. It gets very hairy. Yeah, I don't know. No, 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 not an illustrated version of Michael Jordan. I'm just saying, like, just just cut him out. Just, just Bill Murray. Just Bill Mil- Murray and, and <laughs> yeah. uh, Jason. O- isn't Jason Alexander or Newman in the movie? Newman's or something? in it. Yeah. <laughs> Jason. Yeah, it's Newman. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then the, the I think the director of Space Jam came out and said they couldn't do another one now because there's no one as famous as Michael Jordan was. Do you agree with that? And sub question: Who would be the athlete that could carry? I thought like, I thought this was happening with LeBron James. That's not happening. It's kind of happening. It's kind of not happening. And the way the director said it can't happen, despite there's being conversations that it would happen with LeBron James. Well, like in terms of like it can't happen in terms of like it can't be successful. Like there couldn't be another Space Jam because. You couldn't have an athlete who is so so massively popular around the world that he can carry him. Like Kevin Durant had a movie that released in China called Thunderstruck that no one saw. That's news to me, and I'm really interested now. So yeah, it was it was, was on it a, Netflix. It's an for a action while. movie, or what is it? No, it's it's a basketball movie. It's like wow. it's one of those kids get a kid gets super basketball powers. I think it like was Mike. called Thunderstruck. It's the like Mike trip. Um, yeah. 
That's the thing, like kids getting superpowers and and being good at a sport. We like haven't had a while. Either. We haven't one of those in a while. Uh, uh, well, they went to the bud, Airbud stuff. They went to the dog, and yeah, rightfully but, so. I think we're ripe for. But here's the thing, and what it could be, it could be a football movie, and then it's all about concussions. <laughs> here's the thing, uh, and then you have a kid that just can't get concussed, like have like a really <laughs> thick skulled kid. <laughs> Is that the super called thick skull? <laughs> thick skull, great name for a movie. Yeah. Is it? And he's just going out there. He's just like targeting people in the head, just, just knocking them out, slamming people with his head with his thick skull. <laughs> um, I think that there's a chicken and the egg thing with in terms of let's boil this down to like you know famous boil the eggs here, huh? Fa- fame. Um, yeah, let's boil the eggs. Um, the idea that like LeBron James or like that 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 movie's success is contingent upon having the most famous NBA players. Obviously, that's a stupid argument to make. And then yeah. secondly those kinds of things contribute to making the famous entity that you're talking about. So it's only in retrospect that you can say he was that, th- you know what I'm saying? Like, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's I, stupid. It's stupid every which way I don't. And I don't even like those movies. This, I'm gonna, gr- we're grown men talking about space jam. On the radio, Mike, are you okay with this? Do you want to talk about the next story I've got? Yeah. Does <laughs> it get, does it get worse? It's pretty bad. You've heard, I'm sure you've heard about this. The yeah. new balance story. Oh, where people are burning him? Do you know why? Because of Trump or something? I saw it on Instagram. I've on somebody's Instagram. <laughs> okay, that's a good source. <laughs> um, basically, a vice president of New Balance came out to say that things are moving in the right direction with Trump getting elected. That caught the eye of a neo-Nazi website, right? Which I don't know the name of, but what does it matter? Um, which told its readers to buy a shoe or two of New Balances. So now people hate New Balances. It's just like uh, Chick Fil A. It's just Chick Fil A all over again. You know, I told you. <laughs> I've ever I told you my story about Chick Fil A. I went to a Chick Fil A only time I've been, or the first time I went. I've How been dare a, you? I've been a million times. How dare you? First time I went, uh, I was in the Philadelphia area, and go up to the um, very nice, like dorky, seventeen-year-old cashier. Uh, lady, and she's like, "Yeah, you know, how can I help?" They were all very polite at Chick Fil A, and behind her, a woman starts waddling by with two like giant soft drinks, falls directly on her butt, and sloshes them right onto her face <laughs> in a, such a way that she's also wearing glasses, and there's ice trapped behind oh. between the glasses and her face, and she just she just stands like, ah, ah. <laughs> like in shock from the whole thing, and somebody like picks her up and like takes her to the bathroom. Like, could you imagine? This is another thing. Like, could you imagine if you, when you do something embarrassing, like being like, "I need to take a moment," like publicly, like that it would never happen to me. I would, no. I mean, I would slink off, but I'd be like, "I'm fine, everybody." Like that was super embarrassing, but just be like, "I'm in shock." Like, <laughs> <laughs> the the yeah, there's a certain See, kind of person that's that, like takes like that the opportunity kind of that would get yeah so yeah exactly. Out of yeah, there is a there is a correlation there. Um, last story. Um, for for a long time. Uh, let me get the beer right. It's Canadian beer. It's probably Molson, but um, I don't want to get it wrong. It could be Labatt. It is Labatt. Never mind. Yeah. You're right. For a long time, if you're an employee of Labatt and you work there for a certain number of years, uh, when you retire, you get Labatt for life uh, for free. Anheuser-Busch, which now own, Anheuser-Busch and Bev, which now owns um, Labatt, which if they want to sponsor this podcast, they could do that. Yeah. Um, give them the phone number. They have never. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I don't have it anymore. Uh, <laughs> that's spot at Gmail. Um, they have taken that away. No longer that when you retire after a certain amount of years, you get free Labatt for life. Question to you, Brian. What Shoot. food product would you be willing to work at producing 
like for my whole life for 25 years 25 years you get paid it's a job you're doing it but you're you, that's your job but then you get a lifetime supply of that food to be honest labat blue might be <laughs> might be the choice if i had to i don't know a food i don't like i don't like a like a, a food that's going to be coming out of a factory i'm not going to be that into i do love takis <laughs> you know stop <laughs> That's disgusting. I don't, I don't that's know disgusting. what that would do that's to your body answer. if you that's ate not Takis. That's the answer I was expecting. <laughs> what, what is the grand producer of Takis? Who, who, oh, God, or something? I have no idea. Um, for me, I, I, it had to be like some kind of, this is lame. I wouldn't say Starbucks, but some kind of coffee. Like it had to be some, like, like I drink enough coffee mm-hmm. where it would be worth it. Sure. I think that's a good one. But, but Starbucks would be terrible. Little I, Debbie Oatmeal Pies? Maybe. Oatmeal pies, little Debbie oatmeal pies. I don't even know what that is. Oh, what? Yeah, I don't uh, do those like prepackaged soft oatmeal cookies things with, like with with cream in the middle. Yeah, that stuff. You could kill me with one of those uh, yodels or whatever those the hoo has and all that stuff. I can't. The thing I'm gonna do in the pod next week is called confessions. Yeah. Okay. We confess small and big things. Oh. But but one small confession is I believe little Debbie snacks are the best version of those kinds of snacks in terms of you know like you go to brooklyn you used to live there <laughs> and there'll be places it happens here in manhattan too but less frequency uh that will sell versions of your little debbie snacks but homemade homemade never is good the best version of those zebra cakes uh oatmeal pies ring dings yo hos <laughs> keep going uh <laughs> i wish like moon pies but oh. moon pies is something different it's just a subcategory and separate um, the best version of all those is made by Little Debbie. Yeah. No, best version of Twinkies is made by Twinkies. There's yeah. no question. Yeah. Unimpeachable. Oh, man, Twinkies. Yeah. What was the last time you ate a Twinkie? Remember, there was a time when they thought Twinkies were like gonna they were gonna like change it ingredient Twinkies and then they were gonna stop selling them or something because they were, like trans fat became outlawed. Mm. So then someone brought them in to work. So I had a Twinkie. Never been a huge Twinkie. But oatmeal cream pies, zebra it. cakes. I just don't love pastries in general. I'm just that doesn't speak to me. Candy I can get behind, but it's pastries. Meh. What's your favorite candy? I like gummies. I'm a big into the gummy. I know, I know, Mike. I know. Everyone hates that answer, but it's true. What can I say? A big like a it's fat like, like a giant gummy shark that you sunk your teeth into. I'm into that. Um. So that's our problem. Oh man, did we go? We went too long with the snack food talk, didn't we? We may have just long enough. Yeah, just long enough. Um. Check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, you know, glue guys. Uh, Nets Daily, we're there. Thank you again. And um, Brian? Uh, yeah, you're going to want to get taken out at some point, right? You want me to save you from yourself? So, this was a good one. <laughs> I'm just going to hit it right Brian. Now. Brian? Oh, wait, that's the intro. Ugh, brutal. Okay, here's the outro. Bye, everybody. Thanks for good one job. job.